Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ladies and gentlemen, the three of us are back together again. We got another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. Obviously, a lot of stuff's been going on between Super Bowl, Jarrett being in Vegas, me doing work, this, that, and the other thing. But at the end of the day, we all find our way back here. And we're back, and we got a lot of talk about. So let's have some fun and start me up, Julianne. Let's go. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. Welcome back to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. As always, I'm joined by Jarrett and Vin. Jarrett and Vin, thank you guys for holding it down last week. Uh, haven't seen you, Jarrett, since you've been back from the from the trip. Um, to say I'm speechless to, to to see the things you did is an understatement. And um, boy, oh boy, talk about taking a giant leap in the media game uh, in a few short days, man. You covered all the bases and gave us some content that was shared throughout the entire fan base and beyond. So first and foremost, Jarrett, well done, my man, and uh, happy to have you back. And, happy to be uh, back. I'm happy to be back as well. Um, yeah, uh, let's jump right into it. So far, since since we've left off, since I've left off, we've had uh, numerous uh, new coaching signings, more rumors about who might be staying, who might be leaving, um, and everything in between. But um, – Something that I know, if nothing else, Vin has been um, egging for as well as me. Uh, we finally let go our strength and conditioning coach. Uh, a firing you would have thought would have happened uh, many moons ago with the injuries this team undergoes. But, uh, Vin, I'm sure it's it's uh, safe to say you're, you're pretty thrilled. Even though he, he was a paisan, but he wasn't. I was just going to say, it's, yeah. uh, it's bittersweet. You know, you never want to see a fellow paisan. You know, lose his job, but it is what it is. It's no hard feelings. I'm, I don't doubt the guy's knowledge or anything like that. I'm sure it's a combination of Carthon wanting um, his own guys in there, as well as the fact that this team has struggled to stay healthy. It seems like the last, you know, three years. And could it be due to a lot of different things? Sure. But at the rate it was happening at, you couldn't help but question the strength and conditioning staff, the athletic training staff. I brought it up on podcasts. Years or so ago, I forget, with one of the guests, maybe it was Jim Wyatt or TD when they first came on. You know, why aren't they being looked at? Because you look at teams um, throughout the years that seem to stay healthy and teams that teams that don't, and that's fair. 
but the way in which we were getting hurt at a historic rate was just you know what i mean so it is what it is uh we did have another hire though that i liked former player um i believe colt anderson he was uh, a rival for quite some time um with the colts coincidentally i believe that's his name if we get a name check on him i was gonna say i remember him when he played for the colts um but i'm excited to bring him in another callahan guy it seems he was under his staff but a player who is um a former player who seems like he's young and he's hungry and um you know hopefully uh it works out because oh, wait a sec special special team what i'm sorry to tell you off and i'm looking at this fucking this post right now from the titans from jim wyatt an hour ago two hours ago and correct me if i'm wrong but there is a new hire of the Tennessee Titans, and his name is, and I quote, Scott Bucks. No, it's Fuchs or something like that. It's not Fuchs. Huh? It's not Fuchs. Come on. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be the CH. That, you that's you know somebody's going to uh, comment on, on YouTube because they always comment on us. We are not uh, whatever grammatically correct at all. But F-U-C-H. Oh, my God. We're never, ever F-U-C-H. It's got to be Fuchs F-U-C-H. or something. Fuchs. I don't know. Uh, I don't he's, know got a, he's got a hell of a track record at Kansas. Hey, listen, if it's system. Fuchs. If it's Fuchs, that's just as good. Maybe Berman. Yeah, we got to get the pronunciation. Uh, Scotty Fuchs, baby. Let's go. Please, could you use it in a sentence? What's he coaching for us? He's the assistant offensive line coach. Assistant offensive coach. Assistant line coach. He's going to be in there with uh with the goat Bill uh, Callahan. So for him, you know, he's got a thirty years of knowledge in football, college, so and the NFL. So I mean, obviously they've seen something in him. And listen. If they're going to build in the draft with the line or they're going to build in free agency with the line, I mean, you got two great minds in your offensive line room, and that's what we needed. And that's what I vouched for this whole offseason so far. And so far they've done it with bringing veteran, offensive-minded line coaches into this team. So now it's just yeah, building this team now with free agency. Scotty, Scotty's been fucking for a long time, it looks like, yeah. you know. But uh... where were we before that, though? Oh, Cole Anderson. Yeah, special Cole team. Anderson. Another another area of uh, another phase of the game where we struggled this year. We actually got our punters like broken on a special teams. Um, you know, Mike Vrabel did actually. But well, either way, um, some new blood in there, some young, hungry former player. So let's see how it works out. But yeah, I mean, I I was actually going to text in the group chat our uh, defense coordinator. He looked, I mean, our strength and conditioning coach that got let go because he looked like. Tony's uh, bodyguard after he got shot, that bald young kid oh, that yeah. really with him. Um, so don't doubt the guy's knowledge. Obviously, clearly looks like he works out a little bit. I'm sure he'll latch on elsewhere. But, yeah. I mean, the, the Giants. Yeah, the injuries that this team had was, um, you know, undeniable. You can't really argue against it. And um, I called it a while ago. Maybe the, the training staff needs to change, and it looks like it finally is. So another right. chapter. Another chapter yeah. turned in Tennessee Titan football. That guy also looked like he uh, could have uh, extorted the Titans to get that job. So he, could have. he, he very well uh, could have. We're getting uh, where he's from. He's got to be somewhere from the tri-state. Yeah. I assume. yeah, definitely, he's definitely on a West Coast. Oh, he can't, he yeah, he definitely he came back to the Giants as a straight strength and conditioning coach. They hired him already. They, they hired him already. It's uh, the New York. It's the New York Titans both ways with the Giants yeah. and Jets. He's already so, getting he, his lunch he, over at the Lindhurst Bakery. Uh, Bakery. Did they hire what's his name? Uh, our Shane Bowen. 
Didn't they hire him? They hired, they hired Shane Bowen. Tim Kelly went to the Jets. Oh, no. Yeah, Tim Kelly went to the Jets. Um, so was Todd Downing. But, you know, who, who cares of all of that? Uh, let's let's argue since we do that best on here, since all of us are very entertaining. Uh, we, we call ourselves the entertaining, you know, podcast. Uh, the Titans didn't uh, resign or not not resign. I'm sorry. Uh, extend Derrick Henry, Sean Murphy Bunting, Al Shahir, Derrick Henry. Um, none of those guys were uh, offered an extension yet. Um, what's your thought on that? Because for me, I honestly think they should extend the King. He may test it. I don't think it's going to happen. I think I, I still hope and pray that he is a Titan for two more years, maybe three years three more years. I'm okay giving him to nine to $10 million. I don't care what you guys say or anybody else says in the chat. Um, he is that back. He's run 1500 yards on a shit offensive line. I'm not saying we have to run the ball 30 times, but his presence alone with Tajay Spears in the backfield with two, you know, two running back sets or, or, or anything you could, we could still throw the ball. with will Levis. I'm not saying let's still be the ground and pound offense. We're not. They had Joe, um, Brian Callahan had Joe Mixon in, um, in Cincinnati, they did wonders over there. They had two thousand yard receivers. He was a thousand yard back. I mean, why why not? You need you need backs that are uh, you know multi dimensional though. Unfortunately, and he's just he's not he's not a multi dimensional back. That's why I don't think he just he just can't fit in this offense if we're going to take the next step. Because number one, Tajay Spears, in my opinion, we've seen at this point could potentially be just as good of a runner. As Derrick oh, yeah. Henry right now, and he can also catch the ball. So now you're talking about giving a guy nine or ten million dollars uh, when you have another guy on the team that can do one thing, you know, fairly arguably the same, and can also do something better that the, that Derrick can't do. So um, obviously, if you need a yard, there's nobody on the planet you want more than Derrick Henry. That goes without saying. That will never change until he takes his last breath. Even when he's in his late seventies, I'll want him for a yard. Um, but with that being said, I mean, nine, ten million dollars for a 30 year old Derrick Henry just cannot happen, Jared. It cannot. Um, and uh, it's unfortunate. And if he when he goes to another team, it could potentially be a team that we despise. And that's going to be really another tough pill to swallow. But uh, we can't spend that money just to keep him in two tone blue. There's too many pieces of this puzzle that we still need to fill. Um, and that's going to cost some money. So that that would just be my opinion. Then, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, as much as I love Derek Henry, we've brought it up before. We'll even have to change the intro to this show, okay? If uh, you know we let go of Henry, but I don't see it happening. I see us going in a new direction, a new brand of Titans football. I hope he doesn't end up with the Baltimore. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Pretty devastating. It, uh, it is what it is. I don't think he's back. 
no hard feelings. I wish him nothing but the best. I just hope he doesn't end up with a team like the Eagles, who are in my backyard, who already have A.J. Brown, or a team like the Ravens, a rival. Um, but I don't think they bring Henry back. I still think he can command some money. Like Sal said, he might get in that 8 to $10 million range, maybe for a year, two years. Um, and I think that we just need to allocate our assets in another direction. The fact that Rand found Tajay in the third round makes me believe that he could find someone else in the mid round to compliment him. Or we go with Gus Edwards. Jared and I talked about it last week. Gus Edwards or Dante Foreman on a cheap one year deal. But um, yeah, Henry's brand of football is, is not what the Titans are seeming like they want to do in the future. So him back for one year, 5 million. Sure. You know, and, and I'm he's never going to take yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly. Never gonna happen. exactly. So it's, it's, it's not a pipe dream at this point, but for the fact that I still think he can command money and the fact that we're going in another direction, identity wise, I just see it as the inevitable breakup. I mean, listen, very, very few players play on one team their whole career. Very few. And he's been here for what? Eight years now. So we had our, I think, no, I think eight years. I think he's going in the year nine. But either way, he's been a career. Wish him nothing but the best. Wherever he goes, I won't ever wish bad on him. I won't ever follow him on any social media platform. You know, he had the opportunity to, uh, you know, test free agency really a couple years ago. And I think took a team friendly deal um, when he came here for four years, 60 million, you know, considering the year he came off of. Um, So, Push him nothing but the best, but unfortunately, I don't think yeah. it's going to be intense. I mean, we talked. We talked about this last week, then, where I, I brought that up again because it's. I'm going to change, and and you guys may change when it gets closer to free agency and there's rumors. But I may say, you know what? I agree with you next week. Right now, I don't know. I, I said yes last week. I wanted to go after like an Estime or a Blake Corman. The draft may, maybe. I mean, just looking at the list of running backs that are available: J.K. Dobbins, De- uh, DeAndre Swift, Tony Pollard, Zach Moss. Zeke, Singletary, Hunt, like those are the lists that we're working with right now. So nothing's flashy there besides Derrick Henry screams to me. So that's why I think possibly they go draft. I don't know if I want that yet. I said I want to resign. I'm going to still stick with that. But now we're moving on from that now. There's hella linemen out there now that I actually did some research there. The Miami Dolphins have a ton of offensive linemen that are in free agency right here. Robert Hunt, that um, uh, TD came up and said, that he would love to sign him. Now, if you plug him in at right guard, you can go after that. You can go after a uh, Trent Brown uh, at right tackle instead of uh, NWI. I mean, not NWI, MPF anymore. If we go all at left tackle, you, you solidify that left-hand side of the offensive line, and you go after like a Keon Coleman in the second round. You have a uh, Lad, Lad um, McConkley from Georgia in the second round too. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways that we can move here on the offensive line. Do you guys think we, we're going to build – thoroughly with the veteran coaches through free agency, or you think we're going to really tackle the alt and, and uh, John powers, uh, whatever Johnson in the second round, you know, and, and build in the draft and go yeah. young. Well, one thing I want to just touch on one last thing about Henry before we move on. One thing we all know about Derek Henry he does not mince words. Obviously he's a man of few words and the words that he does speak are typically pretty important. Uh, I don't think he does that speech at the end of that game yeah. against Houston if he had any intentions of coming back. So in my mind, he's already gone, and that's the only reason he would do that because he's not that kind of guy. So for him to do that um, unannounced, uh, I think that's it. But moving forward as far as offensive line is concerned, uh, I think Carthon and 
uh, Callahan are, 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 I think they're genuinely right now looking at it as a best case or, or best player available situation. All right. Cause we saw last year, Rand Carthon had no issues taking the best tackle available, even though we turned him into a fucking guard. But anyway, we took Skaronsky. He was the best player available at that spot, or at least that's what we thought. And I think we're going to do that the same way. If lightning strikes and somehow, some way a guy like Malik neighbors, or a guy like well, Marvin Harrison ain't gonna, but let's just say a guy like Malik Namers falls to seven, a guy like Romeo Dunze falls to seven, uh, and all and the other kid Alu are gone, they're gonna take them. If neighbor oh, if, if all of them are available, uh, I do think they're gonna value O line. I do. I think that's really what they want, and I think uh they're gonna shoot their shot. Um, really heavy for T Higgins. And now that you get Hopkins involved with the innuendos and the Instagram, like it could happen, man. These are human beings at the end of the day. If they want something bad enough, they're going to get it. So that, that's what I'm hanging my hat on. I mean, that's going to be a, a, a trade. And like I said, we talk, I talked to uh, Adam Rank uh, in Vegas and he said like people were, were <clears throat> crushing, crushing the bears for um, trading for who the hell was the guy again? From Washington? No. The Washington edge rusher. Oh, uh, Sweat? Yeah. They they traded a Marcus second round Sweat. pick for him. Yeah. And he had six sacks with them. He's like, you go into this year's draft and you drafted Montez Sweat in the second round. That's what you're losing. So, like, gaining that, like, what, what, when you say go after T. Higgins, if they tag him or if they don't tag, like, you have to trade for him. So, what do you, what's the assets that you're giving up? There are assets. They're there. I mean, you, you've got, uh, I mean, again, do I see, his value being high? No, but we're talking about a guy that we're training for a year, a year's worth, because it would be obviously a tag and trade. So it's not going to have to be a King's yeah. ransom realistically. So I think potentially you could get away with like Traylon Burks and maybe a third rounder because it's a one year trade. It's not like he's got five years on his deal. I mean, it's basically just a rental until assuming we're going to be able to pull, hold on to him long term. So um, you know, that could potentially, uh, he, he's still a guy that's very young, not a lot of film, obviously injuries concern. I obviously am throwing in the towel on him. I did last month, so I'll be fine with it. Uh, but there's potential. There, there's plenty of assets that we have. I, everyone always wants to talk about, yeah, draft picks are their number one form of capital when it comes to trades. And we're, we're a little bit inadequate in that department right now. But, uh, you know, that can't be fixed quickly. These GMs have a lot of knowledge, and we've seen many a times before how quickly these rosters switch up in a matter of days, like the Eagles, they literally went from a from an absolute disaster to a contender in one offseason. And a lot of those players were were, were free agent uh, assets. Houston. Houston's yeah. the same thing as so last year. It, it, you just need the right people. You need the right scouts. You need the right man in the general manager chair. And in my humble opinion, you know, so far, everything they've done, I, I, I can't argue with. So. We got a lot of we got a lot of reasons to be excited, but I, I think O line in their mind, and there's so many benefits too with the contract deal. You know, having them young, getting them on a low you know salary until they get the big money. We already have one tackle under a rookie contract for multiple years, so it makes a lot of sense. But you guys know, obviously, I'm going to be absolutely insanely happy if we do go receiver at seven. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean. Um... I do think if there is a trade situation for T Higgins, I don't think Sal they would do it unless they already basically had a long-term deal in place because they wouldn't yeah. give up that capital for a one-year rental. And I think T Higgins would be completely fine with signing here to a big deal because our boy, uh, our boy Jared Schefter on the mic, you know, 
got it from the man himself. So, but I also tend to agree with you. Um, it could be a, uh, a Traylon Burks thing. They throw him in there uh, with some draft capital. They could make it happen. Like you said, if it's a mutual thing between the Bengals and the Titans where they want him and the Bengals, you know, want to tag him, but T. Higgins is unhappy with that and wants to go elsewhere. I think nowadays professional athletes seem to get their ways. So we'll see, though. Either way, I think eventually he ends up here. But as far as the draft, I, th- I think it has to be tackle. I really do. Whether it's Oa or whether it's Joe Alt, I think it has to be tackle. Him and Skaronsky protecting Levis's blindside for the next decade. Um, in my opinion, it, it's a no-brainer. It seems like both prospects are pretty close to um, perfect. perfect. Can't miss, really. And the receiver position is pretty deep. We can get your boy, um, Coleman, in the second round, maybe. We can get your boy, um, who else is up there? Xavier uh, Leggett is going to be a second-round pick, probably. The kid yeah, my dad him. loves that kid. Yeah, uh, he's, he's like someone that kind of reminds me of somebody else whose name we won't bring up. But um, Drew Bennett? No, not Drew Bennett. I was going to say a big body, physical type receiver that can get. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at the the prospects for the for the uh, the wide receivers coming out. I mean, it's absolutely loaded. Troy Franklin's yeah. out there, six six three, 190 pounds. McConkey's yeah. a white kid, right? Yeah, McConkey. Yeah, he, he's 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 crazy, man. He, he's he's nuts at Georgia. And he's also 5'11", 190 pounds. But like, you want the big body receivers? I mean, you got Tez Walker. That got, Texas kid is big, right? Worthy, Xavier Worthy. Xavier yeah. Worthy, 6'1". But um, no, Mitchell, no, what no. he's talking about, Mitchell from Texas, he's 6'4". He's 6'4", 200 pounds. So, I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of – Oh, dude, he's tall too, isn't he? He's yeah, he's 6'3", 6'3", 215. Well, I've heard plenty of people, a lot of my – I'm not the biggest college football fan, um, but plenty of my friends are, um, and I know Jared is a huge college football buff. Some people saying Odunes could be just as good, if not better, than Marvin Harrison Jr. I, that, I that, said that to you guys before. I think he's going to come out – Not that. Yeah, I think he's going to come out as probably one of the best wide receivers in this class. Everyone's falling in love with the Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, name. But when you really look at it and you throw the tape – Rome, he fucking gets open. He runs all the routes and he it's high points and he's strong at the point of the catch. Yeah. And so, so his neighbors. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Mars, Marvin Harrison Jr. He gets electric. But if yeah. you're looking at it, I mean, you got three and, and you throw Coleman in here. I'm a Florida State fan. I'm not even saying, you know, Coleman, you know, he's, he's listed as number four, but these are one A, one B, one C, and one D. These guys are game changers. Six, four, 220. I mean, that's your typical wide receiver in the NFL who can high point the ball, throw on Keon Coleman's tape, and you guys will be like, I flashy. Like, man, if we go Joe Ole and Keon Coleman's there in the second round, you're gonna be you're gonna be happy as hell. I've heard yeah, his name, so that that mean that that's uh, something I mean, right there. Either way, though, whichever order it's in, receiver, offensive line, offensive line, receiver. I think those are the two positions we need to attack most. Maybe cornerback as well. We'll see. But I lean from everyone that I'm hearing uh, that this Joe Alt is you know a yeah, can't, can't miss. Can't miss. Who knows if he'll be there at seven. I think the Chargers might take them at, at I think, five to protect uh, their investment in Herbert. Uh, who knows, though? You never you never know. Would I be mad at, let's say, neighbors or Bowers? No, but I think the most responsible thing to do for a quarterback that it seems like took you forever to find is to now protect him. Because when you protect someone that has arm talent like him, not to say we couldn't use all the playmakers in the world, he can make certain playmakers, oh, yeah. certain people around him 
better exactly. and they need to be top tier. What Tannehill could not do, yes, exactly. exactly. He can elevate the level of play players around him. Um, so I think that's their their number one priority is um you know and that's so, why I'm that's why I'm honestly not not gonna be so depressed if we take a tackle yeah. this go round because it's not a situation like before where we got Ryan Tannehill where we have to pry and pray that we can get every fucking weapon on earth around him to give us the potential to win. When you have guys that can do it all, and again, I'm not anointing him. He he's got a lot of work still to do, and that's something that we all need to realize. Okay, you know the kid's got a lot of work to do. Just because we've never seen a talent like him wearing a Titan uniform at quarterback, you know, doesn't mean he is the answer. Because there's there's some things he needs to work on. But boy, oh boy, all the signs are pointing in the right direction, and he can make players around him better. And when you have a quarterback that can do that, protecting him is even more important. Uh, so that's why I'm going to be all in on Joe all hundred percent happy. If we can land him, he's a rah, rah guy. He's a, for the boys kind of guy. He seems like a guy that, uh, you know, wants to win at all costs. And that's what you need. You need everyone to have Will Levis's mindset. And if you can find 53 guys that have Will Levis's mindset, they will win a fucking championship. They will. And I believe 110% they will. It's all about the drive. It's all about giving everything you have on every single play. And the quarterback needs to be the guy to, to promote that kind of attitude for the rest of the team. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm hyped. So, so real, real quick, Sal, you you missed last week's conversation with Traylon Burks. I said that, uh, I mean, you threw his jersey. I'm, I was totally out on him. What happens, like, did Mike Rabel and Todd Downing and Tim Kelly, you think, really ruined uh, Traylon Burks? You think Brian Callahan comes in here and says, you know what, we're going to use your skill set and what you're really good at, and we're going to, try to make him go in this offense this year. If that's not the case, looking at the wide receivers now, are you guys okay with like a Gabe Davis coming here? No. Are you okay with a um, Tyler Boyd coming here, no. um, a Curtis Samuel? Who are you going to target besides T. Higgins, besides Mike Evans, to to build around with DeAndre Hopkins? Or are you going to put all your, your, bas- your, your chips in the basket in the second round or the first round and draft a young wide receiver? Well, first of all, I think that uh, Traylon Burks is just a little lazy. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he's all in. I don't think his head's there. Uh, I, I, know, I tend, I to, I tend to agree, enough. but I think Brian Callahan may get those gears turning, and he didn't like the offense that we was Listen, in. I don't know. Of course. We're all that's human beings all, at the end of the day. That's why we all have opinions, yeah. If we don't like our boss, we're not going to perform at our best ability. So if he didn't like fucking Mike Vrabel, again, I'm not trying to pile as much shit on as I can, but I'm trying to give – Oper- or, or best case scenarios as to what's possibly going on. I mean, we know the talents there. We've seen him moss guys. We know the size is there. We know the route running is there. We know the strength and ability is there. He's just not consistently putting it all together. Could a coach be the, the key to unlock that? Knock on wood and fucking hopefully it is. But in my humble opinion, the kids had numerous amounts of opportunities to make plays, get open, find a way to get the ball, and he hasn't done it. So I'm about over it. And he's had some drops he could throw in there at the end there. Uh, just not the best, not the best collective tape to finish the season. But um, I don't want any of those middle-tier guys, honestly. We've I mean, been doing you need, it too you long. need to get somebody. No, we don't. You're not going you to go after NWI because he's a free agent. So who Fuck, are you replacing okay. him? So who are it, you going to replace it, him it's, with? It's simple. You got two big boy free agents with a lot of potential to grab them. I know. First of all, another thing people need to realize, yes, the Bengals can – uh, franchise them, but they got a lot. They still got things they need to do. They got positions they need to fill. That team is it, obviously Joe Burrow being hurt was the main reason why they were 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 out of the playoffs. And and what's his name did a decent job keeping them in the hunt. 
but that's not a perfect team by any means. Okay, they still have some things they need to correct. Uh, so, and they also already have a superstar receiver. So, just to think, yeah, we're absolutely going to keep our number two receiver as a franchise tag. That's not a guarantee by any means. So, um, I'm not giving up any hope on getting T. Higgins in 2024. Um, if it ain't him and Mike Evans, then it's got to be receiver. You know, you got to you need you need to build young talent at receiver now. So getting guys in their fifth year that have a little bit of success, I'm done with it. We've done it a million times before. We have DeAndre Hopkins who's still performing at the highest level he can. We're gonna figure out what's going on with Burks. We're gonna leave him or keep him, and we got either take somebody in the draft or go get T Higgins or Mike Evans. Who's got plenty of juice in the tank. No this more of this what, fucking bullshit with these middle tier guys. But, but this is, I, I, I totally agree with you because this is the way the NFL is going. And Ben, you're going to get in after this, but like building around a quarterback, it's, it's so tough because we need that left tackle. We need that young wide receiver. Everybody to me is surrounding their young quarterback with talent on the outside. So to me, that's like neighbors, Odunze, Keon Coleman, somebody to pair with uh, your young quarterback for four or five years. So now if they go after a T Higgins in a trade or, or, or a tag and trade situation, you're going to have that five year lock with him. So I, I, I'm all about, I don't, honestly, I don't know. So when it, when it comes, when it comes closer, that's how crazy, you know, our mindset is week to week where we, we fall in love with all at the tackle, but we want to say, Hey, he needs somebody to throw the ball to. And what you're saying, Sal, and what I'm saying too was, um, Traylon Burks isn't him, so we need another guy because DeAndre Hopkins has another year on his contract. So who the hell is he going to be throwing the ball to in the near future when he's It gone? makes too much sense to do what me and Vinny have been saying and do what the fucking Texans did last year with Sean Anderson Jr. You Maybe. go get you go get whatever guy oh, best available at seven and you trade right back fucking up. You go offensive lineman, wide receiver, or vice versa. Those are the two biggest holes you got. There's we need to figure out for both. I, I got to look it up for next uh, for next podcast that we do. I want to know what the Texans gave who who they trade with. I want to what they gave up to come right back up. The Cardinals. They traded with the Cardinals, yeah, and, the, and they, got, they swapped picks, I believe. And then uh, the Cardinals, they gave a first. Or if they gave, yeah, they gave a next this year's year, first. This year's first. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would do that in an absolute of course. Heartbeat. Of course, for next year for next year's draft, twenty five draft. Yeah. Take that first rounder and get the lock wide receiver and get the lock left tackle coming right up. Done. And then every other dollar, every every fucking cent you have can go towards O line depth, could go towards cornerback depth, could go towards um defensive tackle, which we need more help at defensive tackle, well, folks. DJ, you don't DJ, know that. DJ Reader's a free agent. He came from Cincinnati. We need Brian a lot Burns, of D tackle help. We're we're fucking soft up the middle, yeah, besides yeah. one fucking player. Well, no. listen. Yes, Autry. Nothing. He, we don't know. One if he'll of the, be back. We don't know if he'll be back. No, but that's what I'm saying. You know, maybe one of the best free agent signings of the past decade for the Titans, without there's, question. There's a um, lot of guys out there right now. Um, uh, got the here, thankfully. Yeah, the Cardinals um, received a 12th pick, the 33rd pick, and a first and third round pick in 2024. So, so the last, like, last year, they got. Um, the Cardinals got the Texans 12th pick, the 33rd pick, and then this year they're getting their first and their third in order to move back into the top 10. Listen, I think there's a chance that happens. That's two first-rounders then. Yeah, so basically two first, the second, and a third. 
Yeah, no, that's a, that's a lot. I don't that's know. a lot, and it is possible, but because I think it's a little far-fetched, you can also see them going the traditional route of if they don't get a receiver that they really want in free agency, I don't think they really overspend on anybody. I think the logical thing to do is if you don't get the guy that you want, no matter who it may be, and to answer your question, no, Jared, I really don't want a Gabe Davis-type player. Um, I would take Tyler Boyd on a, on a two-year 19, $18 million deal, eight, nine million a year, I think is fair. Cause when he got the chance to be a number two last year, when Higgins was out, I think he played well. And if he can be more of a focal point of passing game, I think he can produce that being said, if they don't go free uh, receiver and free agency, there is a chance that they do go the conservative route, go tackle that one receiver in the second round and come in with your DeAndre Hopkins, Xavier Leggett or Keon Coleman. And, Traylon Burks, because I don't think you're moving Burks. You're not going to get much for him, and you're paying him next to nothing. So they can also say the conventional route. Yep. Maybe go hard after someone like Sneed, re-sign Autry, allocate their money in free agency there, and then on the offensive side, go draft. Go draft a tackle at seven, second round, draft somebody else, I mean a receiver, and go in with, um, you know, like I said, Hopkins, whoever you're drafting, Traylon Burks could end up being a formidable receiving core but to trade all that to move back into the top 15 is a lot and you really have to hope you hit well so yeah i'm looking at it now it was it was only one first rounder because they got number 12 that's what that means yeah they, they, got, yeah, they moved up yeah, they got 12 they gave up 33 and a first for third this year so if yeah. that's all it is fine sign me up if if somehow fucking we take Alt at seven, which the more I think about it, the more I believe he's probably not going to be there at seven. I think that's a pipe dream, realistically. I think Marvin Harrison and him are going to be literally five oh, and man. six. I Could think be. they're legit going to be five and six in the front. Giants of are not, the Giants are not taking a tackle, and neither are the Chargers, in my opinion. They, they're all real bad. Evan Neal looks pretty bad. Well, um, they're not going anywhere with Danny Dimes, so no, yeah. If it's not receiver, it's going to be tackle. We'll see. They need a receiver, and they need tackle help. Anyway, my point is – If Olt's not there, means that Ola should 100% be there, which I think would be the next best move. Or who knows? Maybe they go next best available, and they have Odunes. If Odunes right. is there at 14, yeah. yeah. Give up next year's first. Go get him. And now you've got left tackle, left guard, and a fucking receiver yeah. for – Five years. Five years. I mean, unless, first contract. unless they get Higgins in a sign and trade and they give him a do big all that. Deal. Do that too. Do that I too. Then. Do it. Do it all. Why not? Why? Tell me why not. Yeah, listen, it's the most it's definitely possible, man. Yeah, but if you wanted, yeah, Higgins O'Dunes, and then we'd end up with him, Hopkins. Hopkins, O'Dunes, and Higgins. Yeah, I mean, shit. Life <laughs> dreams. Jesus God. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm getting. I'm getting. Yeah, uh, but what I'm saying is, in free agency, I don't really see us offering anyone other than Higgins, and it's because he's young, a huge long-term deal. Yeah. Evans is is you know on the wrong side of thirty, and has he still killed it? Sure, but I don't think you're going to commit four years and probably twenty-five million a year to him. I'd rather them go with Higgins, a younger guy along with maybe, if that doesn't work out, a Tyler Boyd at a, at a lower rate um, on a shorter deal or go receiver in the second round um, and roll with Hopkins, whatever receiver you get, and then Burks because um, everything else, 
you know, sounds great and we love it, but like Jared just said, that's a, a pipe dream and a half. But I think, and honestly, I think it's the most logical thing. I think they allocate a lot of their assets on the defensive side of the ball and free agency, re-signing Autry, um, going after a big time corner. Um, uh, we could we could get out of the hooker deal, so we might be completely out on uh, safeties. We might need to get a, go after a safety. So I think you're going to see us spend heavy more on the defensive side and rely more on the draft to address the offensive side. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. There's a a play. Hey, listen, and we'll find out soon. But free agency starting what three, four weeks? Um, literally literally three weeks. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna see the direction of this team. Yeah, we'll have much, we'll have much more to talk about. Tampering is March 11th. Yeah, when it comes to the draft, we'll have much more to talk about there and a more realistic idea of what we're gonna do because we'll see how we, um, you know, what happens in the first few days of free agency. Yeah, I mean, this you're going to see the whole uh, direction change uh, come March 11th, 12th, and 13th, and the 13th at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock Eastern time. That's when it all starts. So, uh, guys, buckle up three weeks away yeah. from seeing what the hell they're going to do with all that money. Uh, the draft, I mean, not the draft, uh, the uh, what the hell, the salary cap went up by, I think, what, $8 million? So now we're going to bump up to $80 million. Yeah, we're going to bump up to $80 million. There's going to be cuts. You know Diller's going to be gone, so there's going to be more cuts too. So we're going to have close to damn near 90 to maybe $100 million. I mean, not not $100 million, but maybe $90 million we may have with some cuts. So we'll see. Hey, listen, the train's rolling, and that's the good news. This team hasn't done one thing I've been disappointed about since – uh, Brian Callahan was brought in. So um, I've been a happy camper. I haven't complained. Um, and now we just got to we gotta trust that the, the, the people in charge are going to do the right thing. The new regime is going to draft well. They drafted relatively well last year. I think that's an understatement. No, they drafted really well. They got us a yeah. quarterback. They got us a uh, they got us a running back, and they they got us some you know some nice pieces. Um, we can't complain with Carton's year one, uh, and we know he had to deal with Vrabel too for that year too. So now there should be more unity, hopefully, uh, with him and Brian, and uh, everything's pointing up. I, I can't wait for the next domino to fall. Uh, Combine's going to be nuts. I'm going to be glued to it since I'm going to be home during the day anyway. So I cannot wait. Uh, yeah, that's it guys. I mean, we got to r- wrap up for tonight, but, uh, as always, we appreciate everyone joining on. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, uh, hit that little notification bell. So you, you know, when we're live or, or when we're uploading our videos and, uh, you know, next, next stop on our list here is going to be the combine in a couple weeks. So it's, uh, got some mock drafts on. coming up. We're going to be doing so mock drafts. Let's see, let's see who's actually right. Let's who's right. What we're going to do here. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I got so much more faith in Rand Carthon than I do oh, in yeah. uh, John Robinson. And it's funny. I went to my dad's yesterday, right? Yesterday? No, Sunday. Um, and we watched Mike Vrabel's original uh, introduction, introdu- introductory press conference. And it's really eye-opening. And I, I would recommend anyone listening to go back and watch it and listen to some of the things this guy said. And just looking back on it, even though it was only six years ago, just a lot of things that just – really were bad things to say as a, as an introductory press conference of a coach and everything he said he did and they weren't really good things. So, uh, and it was just complete opposite with Callahan. So I'm really hyped. I don't know you guys are too. So anything else you guys want to throw in before we uh, close out for tonight? That's it. That's it. That's it man. Glad that, uh, I don't know when's the last time us three were, were together, but a couple uh, weeks. before yeah. the, uh, Super Bowl, yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl. yeah. 
Never thought I'd be uh, so happy to be joined by your two mediocre faces. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Speaking as a true jealous man of my looks, I would. No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah. That's, uh, I, I wish I was just. I could steal a little bit of your height. You know, I, for everyone that doesn't know, Sal is like pushing six three. We don't know where they found them. Probably adopted from somewhere. And, probably. Um, my my mom is tall. My mom is almost six feet. Yeah, she's almost six feet. Yeah. I'm five so nine. Three pairs of socks on. So we'll say you know. If I if, if if I was in the NBA, I'd be listed at five ten. But really, shit, I, I didn't know they stack shit that high. Oh, I will leave on that note. Leave on little that. full metal jacket uh, reference right there. Leave on that. All right, chat. I hope everyone has a phenomenal rest of their week. We'll catch you on the flip. And uh, one more thing before we leave tonight. <laughs> the tits, baby. Juliana, oh. send us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.